Thanks for joining us for today's message. We want to encourage you to visit mbcocala.com if you have a story to share about how God is working in your life or if you'd like to support this ministry financially. Today, we're hearing a message from our series entitled Temptation. Everywhere we go and everywhere we look, there are things that pull on us. While we can't choose what tempts us, we can choose our behavior. In this series, we will learn how to beat temptation. Can we welcome our internet audience this morning? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, we're going to dive right back into our series on temptation. And uh, we're going to jump right into James chapter 1. So let's, let's look in James here, chapter 1. It says blessed. Everybody say blessed. Because that's a pretty big word. Every word counts here. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. The Greek word also includes test and temptation. Okay? So if you... You persevere under it, you're blessed. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, the crown of life is something that is hereafter. I believe also there's something that crowns our life when we're overcoming and when we're blessed as well. Go ahead to verse 13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. So we understand God is not our tempter. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Verse 14, but each person, say that's me, each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire. Now, some of y'all are folding your arms on that. I do not have any evil desire. And uh, you would be wrong, okay? Dragged away by, by their own evil desire, notice this, and enticed, okay? And this is where we're going to work. We're going to work right in the middle here today between your evil desire and what comes to entice. Go ahead to verse 15. Then after desire, that's you, has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So this won't end well. This must be stopped. And so what I want us to see again is, is where is the point? Where is the intersection that, that if we've not already avoided something, where is the place that we can truly overcome temptation? And so the first, the first thing that we must acknowledge is inner desire, inner desire. You and I, all of us, because we have flesh. Come on, I'm, some of y'all are acting all holy on me here, but... but we all have inner desire. We have appetites. We have desires. We have cravings. We have lust. We have different things that, that must be dealt with. And then when inner desire, which is us and our flesh, when that meets with outer enticement, okay? And so we have something that, yeah, we have an appetite for that. And then we smell the cookies cooking, okay? And, and let me look at me for a moment. Cookies are the least of your problems. Now, that's not your go-ahead, okay, to, to do the whole dozen, but, but get this. So when inner desire, that's you, and then outer enticement, that's going to be the enemy orchestrating something there. That as that comes together, then there's going to be sin, and then sin is just going to lead to ruin, to ruin. Now, the better way to do this is if we can handle something in between here and not have these 
intermingle and interact, then we're, gonna, we're going to be able to avoid the sin. We're going to be able to avoid the destruction. We'll be able to avoid the ruin and the shame. So that's where we want to work today is in between our desire and the enticement that, that would come. In the Proverbs, especially Proverbs 5, 7, 9, right around in there, uh, there's a young man and uh, skip to the New Testament and you find that we're to flee youthful lusts. And so it's, it's, you know, this young man, obviously, but let me just say, if you're here and you're old today, you still have issues. Tell your neighbor real quick, I have issues. Go, just, just tell them. It's all of us. Okay. All right, back up here. All right. So we have this young man and, and he becomes a real cautionary tale. He's an example of something to watch here. And he has inner desires. And then he is, he meets up with, he is addressed by a wayward woman. One translation calls her a crafty harlot. Now let me, let me just get the metaphor here for us. It is whatever would pull on you. Okay. So it's not necessarily sexual but let me just say, Scripture just keeps bringing this up, so it must be a common theme. Now back to our program. Um, so this young man, the wayward woman, and what, what happens then is he ends up led away, drawn astray, as an ox goes to the slaughter and, and loses everything, shame and ruin. And so that all happens because his inner desire and this outer enticement come together. And that's the point, that's the place that we have to block it and stop it. And the problem that we see, and it's, and it's revealed in, in the Proverbs, is this. That young man, which could be you, could be me, lacked understanding. He lacked understanding. So the place uh, in between is that he lacked understanding. And that's a big part, a big reason of why we're even doing this series, is so that we can gain that understanding. And remember that he even said... When he's in ruin, he said, why didn't I listen? Why, why didn't I pay attention to instruction? The thing was he missed understanding when it came to him. And so that's part of the purpose of this series is to help us have some understanding. Folks, listen, so you can overcome. So you can overcome. Now, um, no bear goes looking for a bear trap. No mouse goes looking for a mouse trap. No fish goes looking for a hook. Now, fish, I don't think are that smart, although they have outsmarted me. <laughs> but I don't think they're crazy. You know, I don't, I don't think they, uh, you know, it is rare. Some people tell stories, I caught them on just a hook. Well, I think that's because they were starved to death. I don't, I don't know. Or something bigger was chasing them. But see, the worm, the bait, hides the hook. Okay. So the hook is there, but there's something on the, the worm, the bait, whatever it would be, hides the hook. And then the hook leads to the cook. Okay. All right. Now watch this video. I showed this to you the first week of this, but it, it, this is worth watching again. Shouldn't have done it. And remember, the hook leads to the cook. Look at this picture. 
Have I ever showed that to y'all before? I, I couldn't remember if I had showed that to you before, so. What happens is, and, and we just watched this fish, and we could be the fish. He bought the lie. He bought the lie. And, and so this would be all right, but if we could see through the lie, if we understood something, then it would help here. And the guy in Proverbs, going back to, him, back to him, there's so much that he did not understand. He did not know. He did not know it would cost his life. He did not know that all of her guests were in the depth of hell. Proverbs says that he who commits adultery lacks understanding and destroys his own soul. And so we've got all of this going on pointing us to the fact that we've got to get some understanding. The observation of the writer of Proverbs, he says, I'm looking out my window. I'm looking through the lattice, through through my blinds, through my curtain, and I observed a young man, and this is what he said, who was void of understanding, void of understanding. And then we watch what happens. So you and I have to acknowledge, all of us, we have desires, we have appetites, we have things in us, all of us do, but we've got to keep them in the right place. It's part of the flesh nature. Don't be offended at that. It is part, and the better that we acknowledge that, I have that, so I have to watch that. You know, and be careful in that way. That will help you. But then when it's something that comes to entice what is in us, you know, there's some things that would come and they don't entice me because I don't have an appetite for that. You know, somebody could go, here's some okra. I can walk away, you know, but then there are other things. So what we've got to do is go to the battlefield. And that's what I really want to talk about today is the battlefield. Are you excited? I'm going to draw for you today. Yeah. And so, um, and so here's this guy. We got a little, a little bit of hair. And here's the battlefield. You ready? It's approximately four and a half inches between the ears. And you've got things coming in the ear gate, things coming into the eye gate, but it's right in here. You've got things that are stored in there. You know, memories, subconscious, all kinds of things, experiences, they're in there. But this is the battlefield right here. This is the battlefield. Every, everybody point right there. That's the battlefield. That's four and a half inches. That's all the ground that we've got to guard and cover. If we can win on that four and a half inch patch of battlefield, we can win. Well, what is it that goes on in here? What goes on in here is our knowledge and our understanding and our processing. So as things come into the ear gate, some things come into the eye gate, things spark and trigger memory and things that are in our subconscious even. As those things come, we must know how to respond, how to process those things. And um, if you've ever messed up before in, in any way, you know, a temptation that leads to sin and then you're in the consequence of it, here's what people say a lot of times. What was I thinking? And what do your close friends say to you? What were you thinking? You know, and that can be everything from a meal you ate to a marriage you entered, okay? You know, that, that could be something dumb that you did to a deal that you are now signed on. You know, what was I thinking? 
And that is, that is the spot here that we must zero in on. In 1 Peter, Peter said to gird up the loins of your mind. The English Standard Version says prepare your mind for action. In other words, get your head on straight. Has anybody ever told you that before? You ever had stinking thinking? You know, you've got, you got to get rid of that. Get your head on straight. Get your head in the game. And, and that's what we have to do. We can't just la di da di da through life. We've got to realize here's the battlefield. And, you know, I can't just keep my ears closed and my eyes blocked and all of that. The, all of this is coming to us. We have things on the inside and we must fight it in the right place. Can I get an amen if you understand so far? Look with me in Proverbs 11 verse 9. It says, through knowledge, everybody say knowledge. Through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Hosea tells this, my people are destroyed for a lack of what? Of knowledge. So it's knowledge, if we have it, it will deliver us. If we don't have it, then we will be destroyed. Now listen to me, knowledge is not all you need. But if you're going to consistently overcome temptation, you must have some knowledge. I'll say it again. Knowledge is not all you need. You know, we're not going to be able to fight this whole battle just with what we know. But if you're going to consistently overcome, it is an element that it is necessary, but it's not everything we need. But it must be in place. And if we're going to consistently overcome temptation, there's some certain things that we're going to have to know. The problem was what? A lack of understanding. Get this understanding precedes knowledge. So information comes to you and I, and once we understand it, then it becomes knowledge. Are y'all following? Um, How many of you took algebra? Okay, for me, my, my story. Information was given. but there was no understanding. So it never became knowledge. Understanding precedes knowledge and then knowledge used aright, applied properly is wisdom. And so what we must have, the problem with the young man, the problem with us is a lack of understanding. But once we will understand something, now we have knowledge that we can apply in a right way. Now, what I want to share with you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I want to share with you nine just bullet point kind of things, things you must know, okay? These are things you must know. The first one is this, you must know it's a trap. You must know it's a trap. When temptation comes to you, it's a trap. Go ahead and say it, it's a trap. You know, I wanted to tell that fish in the video. It's a trap. You must realize that it's not isolated, it's not random, it's all connected, it's a trap. And here's part of the trap as well. If you get away with it, listen to me, you haven't got away with anything. That just takes you a little further down the path. And, and then you'll start to play roulette with this thing. And then, and then you'll start to not resist. And now you don't even, it, there is no temptation. You just go right to the sin. And then before you know it, The gate slams on you. The trap snaps on you. And it is a trap. Everybody say, it's a trap. And what is at stake? What is at stake? We try to teach us every week. Eventually everything. 
Eventually everything, well, it's just this, just this. No, no, it's a trap and it's all connected. And what's at stake is eventually everything. The second thing that you must know, you must know it's a trap. You must know this too. You must know God's word. Everybody say God's word. You must know God's word. Jesus in the wilderness being tempted of the devil. How did he deal with the devil? He said, no. He said, no, Satan, it is written. And then he used appropriate scripture to, to combat what, what he was dealing with. Are y'all here? Um, The apostle Paul talks about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's our offensive weapon that we have. You must know God's word. One of the biggest problems in the body of Christ today, and look at me for this, is biblical illiteracy. Biblical illiteracy. We don't know if Ben Franklin said that or Jesus said that. We don't know if that was Oprah or the apostle Paul. You know, is, is that poor Richard's almanac or is that the Proverbs? Was that Will Rogers or was that the prophet Isaiah? We, we don't know. And then when things come up in our life, we don't have the powerful tool, the sword of the spirit that God has given us. We're going to have to learn God's word. Now, I'll teach you every chance that I get, but you have to learn God's word. You have to become literate in God's word. I heard about a guy who went to a small group. He had a Bible, but he didn't know the Bible. Small group leader turned to him and he, he said, hey, would you turn to James? So he turned to the guy next to him. He says, are you James? <laughs> we can do better. Amen. You must know God's word. Next is this. You must know you have, you can overcome temptation. Say it. I can overcome temptation. Say there's too many people think I can't, I, I, I can't overcome and see, you, you need to know this. You can overcome. Look with me in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Everybody say, I'm glad. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So here's the thing. You must know you can overcome temptation. You can overcome it. Any temptation that comes to you, listen, and you've got your desire, you've got, you've got that, you've got something enticing you, you can overcome it. You can overcome it. You've got to realize that anything that would come to you is not, God will not allow it to be more than what you can overcome. He will not allow it to be more than what you can overcome. And God is faithful. He's also not not just going to make sure it's what you can handle. He's also going to provide a way out. There is a way out. There is a way out. I can't. I'm stuck by the fridge. You know, and fridge is the least of your problems. Okay? It is a problem. But here's, here's the thing, you can overcome, and you must know you can overcome temptation. Next is this, you must know you have no obligation to the flesh. You don't have to do just what your flesh wants to do. Newsflash! Because here's the thing, why'd you do that? Because I, I feel, I feel like it, I want that, I crave that, or whatever. And what you're doing is letting your flesh rule you. Look at this in Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature, your flesh, urges you to do. You have no obligation. You don't owe your flesh anything. 
Flesh owes you. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. That takes us back to James that we started out with. You know, eventually it leads to just total nothing. But if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. And the Holy Spirit will help us with this. But realize you have no obligation to the flesh. Next one is this. You must know sin is not your master. Go ahead and say it. Sin is not my master. Uh, Look at this in Romans chapter 6 verse 14. For sin shall no longer be your master. Because you are not under the law. You're under grace. Sin is no longer your master. My daughter Greta, she's a sophomore. She's off at school at Southeastern University. And she's excelling. Greta, what an exceptional girl. I mean, seriously, I know she's my daughter, but she's just an exceptional girl. And we've said of Greta that she's brought us joy every day of her life. But when Greta was growing up, her brothers sometimes would be, well, brothers. (laughs) And they would get bossy with her or whatever. And I want to give you two Greta quotes this morning. I believe they'll help you. That's from when she was little. She would tell her brothers, you are not the boss of me. You ready for another one? They'd tell her something she didn't like. And this is my favorite all-time Greta quote right here. You know, say me that. (laughs) I go, what, baby? I told him, you know, say me that. Why don't y'all try that one out? You know, say me that. All right? So that's about as deep as you get, folks. But out of a three-year-old at the time, sin is not your master. Sin is not your master. And when it tries to master you, you are not the boss of me. You know, say me that, all right? You must know that sin is not your master. You must know also that what you feed grows and what you starve dies. Go ahead and read that with me. What you feed grows and what you starve dies dies. Some people say, well, I just don't know why I've got such a problem with this. Why this is so big in my life. I'll tell you why. You feed it. You know, if you're, if you're feeding an addiction, if you're feeding uh, your eye for pornography, if you're feeding, I, I don't know why I can't break free from uh, alcohol, I, you know, or the bakery or what, whatever it would be. You know, listen, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. Here's a little poem. Two natures beat within my breast. One is cursed, one is blessed. One I love, one I hate. The one I feed will dominate. This is absolute fact here that what you feed grows, what you starve dies. You must know that. You must also know that you can make the devil run. You can make the devil run. Look with me in in James chapter four, verse seven. Therefore, submit to God. Here's the formula. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, the real power is in God, but once you connect with him, submit to God, and then resist the devil. You know one way to resist the devil? Ignore him. Ignore him. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will run from me. Listen, you submit to God, you turn to God, 
You resist the devil. And sometimes resisting is not just ignoring. Sometimes resisting is just holding on with everything you've got. God, help me. God, help me. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. You get that together and he will flee from you. The next one is this. You must know you can get back up. You must know you can get back up. Because you know what? None of us are going to get this perfect. Now, this is not your out. This is not, oh, good. Well, it doesn't matter if I mess up now and then. No, no, because every time you win, you gain strength. Every time you lose, you lose strength. It's important that you keep winning. It's important that we keep winning. But you need to know that you can get back up. Look in Proverbs 24, verse 16. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Now, the seven times is not like the limit, okay? It's just saying more than once. This can be happening in your life. And though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. In Proverbs uh, 37 in the Message Bible, it says, if he stumbles, he's not down for long because God has a grip on his hand. And so the thing is this, if you fall, if you fall, get up. We have a little saying around here and it's this, I'm either up or I'm, let's do it again. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Listen, Falling is not fatal. But if you stay down, we can count you out. And it's a matter of getting back up again. How many of you have ever gotten back up again? You know, and and this is the thing. Oh, no, here I am getting up again. Just don't ever resign yourself. I'm just down. That's it. That's it. It's over. No, don't, don't even cooperate with the enemy in that way. I'm either up or I'm getting up. You must know that you can get back up. And then I've got one more for you. And it says, you must know that you get a fresh start every day. You get a fresh start every day, every day. Everybody say every day. day. When I was in uh, elementary school, I especially can remember this. Um, I was not a bad kid, but I was a busy kid. And my name ended up on the board quite a bit. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? You know, so the teacher, I'm not telling you again. And then she'd tell me again and then write my name, Timmy G. And then I get busy doing something else or whatever. And then what do you get next? A check. Check. Oh. You know? And then by day's end, I had three, four checks. It was always good to come in the next morning, though. They'd wash the board. Come on, they'd wash the board. I'd been beat, and we'd wash the board, okay? So here's the deal. Lamentations chapter three. This I recall to my mind and therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new. Every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. You need to know this, that you can get a fresh start every, every, every day. The battlefield is right here, folks. It's right here. It's this four and a half inches here. You and I, and don't deny it, manage it though. But we have desires. We have appetites. We have things that are inside of us. And there are other things exterior, uh, outside stimulus that will come and try to entice us in those areas. It is in that place that you win or lose. It's in this place that you win or lose. The problem with the guy in Proverbs is the problem with everybody. That when we mess up is because we didn't understand. 
We didn't understand. The, the bait, the worm, the whatever hid the hook. And if somebody could say, no, no, no. If the veteran fish could tell us, if the 10-pound fish could tell us, don't go for that. Don't go for that. There's a hook in there, and the hook leads to the cook. And, we, and we've got to know that we've got to fight it. We've got to win it right here. It's what you know. It's how you think. Knowledge is not all you need, but it must be a part of this if we're going to consistently win. I want to lead you in a little declaration here. I just want you to repeat this after me this morning. I know know. it's a trap. trap. I know know. God's word. I know know. I can overcome temptation. I know know. I owe the flesh nothing. I I know Sin is not my master. I know that what I feed grows. And what I starve dies. I know when I submit to God and resist the devil, he will run away. I know that if I fall, I can get back up. And I know I have a fresh start every day. I know these things and knowing is half the battle. Amen. We can overcome temptation. Did y'all get anything at all out of this? Thank you, Lord.